Hello, everyone. Welcome back <laughs> to the You Like That podcast again after so long. And, and, and look who's back. As we said, Jack's back. Hey, everyone. The uh, oh. insanely toxic, abusive ex slash life partner. Yeah. The, Just the good playing thing. with your hearts. Yeah. The good, thing about the, the good thing about the announcement video is uh, they didn't see the big money bag that you were holding. Yeah, Kevin Flaggy gave me a sack with a dollar sign on it and said, Robert Downey Jr., come back. Um, yeah. I love that we recorded an episode for Doctor Strange that just didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> we just hung out and talked about a movie for an hour for no reason. We, we really did, and that that sort of just cemented the whole, I can't be fucked <laughs> with this anymore, and that shows where I was at. So th- there is a Doctor Strange episode that is, it's still, I think it's still on my phone. It's still on the computer. I don't know. I don't remember. Because we, we got, a, we got to questions episode. time and there was nothing. So we were like, all right, we'll just wrap it up. And in that time, like literally like 55 seconds between you going, all right, we'll just end the episode and ending the episode, Alyssa asked like 20 questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were just like, I already left. So fucking, I'm not yeah. coming back. There were too many variables for us to keep, to, to put that episode out. So it was just like, nah. Yeah, nah. Also, we, 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 we won't bother with it. If you're just listening to audio, Adam and I live 10 minutes apart, but we're on Zoom anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, that's easier. Because as you can see from my backdrop, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, the, the couch is gone. The, yeah, we, we could carry dining chairs or something upstairs, but you know. Like we, we, we could do something again, but in hindsight, this is a lot easier to record in this format. It really is. There is so much little room for error now with, with just recording straight through Zoom. <laughs> and by uh, that, he means me. <laughs> and and no, not just that, but also the fact that it's less for me to edit as well. Yeah. Because this means that the audio is already linked up, the video is set and ready to go. Uh, the file is already on my computer. I am easily set and I don't have to worry about being lazy <laughs> as much anymore. Still will be, but that that's... This is how the show is going to be now for, for quite some time until <laughs> until we see where we want to put it and that. But at the moment, this is a this is an easier way to sort of get it done and get it out a, a, a lot quicker. But um, uh, but but yeah, as it is now, the the show is just going to a strictly uh. If there's something we see that seems interesting, we like it, we'll do it. Uh, there's no set schedule anymore. Um, no trying to fucking fit in a, a once a week episode and. We're not going to watch Becky just because we have to do an episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're, uh, you know, that, that's that's where everything sort of turned for the worse. It's just like, hey, what's out? I don't care how bad it is or how much it costs. That, that's what we've got to do. We've we got to put an episode. We've got to not think that we're, we're up here as podcasters, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but in, in saying that, you know, there's, there's some good movies that have been coming out recently and, and are still to come out, so... There are some good episodes that will be on the horizon for us anyway. Um, yeah. Like today's episode uh, in which we're talking about the black phone. Um, but before we jump in, just uh, guys, thanks for the, um, the the very, very warm reception on on both the announcement video and, and just everything about Jack coming back and the show coming back. Really, really appreciated that because I didn't know what to expect. I was expecting like maybe six people to like the video or <laughs> to even interact with the announcement post that I put up saying, hey, tomorrow something's coming. So uh, from us both, thank you very much for, 
for engaging with it and, and enjoying the video that we put out for it. People love a black tile with a date on it. People mm-hmm. just eat it up. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're announcing. If you announce an announcement is coming, people lap it up. Yeah, and yeah. That, just... that, the, <laughs> the video idea was very, very funny, and the response was awesome. So thanks, everyone. That yeah, was very nice. Yeah, obviously the video idea was a parody of Ryan Reynolds' uh, Deadpool <laughs> three announcement with um, Hugh Jackman coming back. Uh, I just thought it was a great video concept and just the easiest way to to to, to say Jack's coming back in, in a very you like that way. <laughs> so. Um, Jack, I'm very glad to have you back, and I'm very glad the show is back glad in full to be capacity. Back. Thanks for letting talking. me come back. No, uh, but I could never do it without you. Um, so I think I think we should just jump in and talk about the movie now. I suppose it's your show. <laughs> no, it's our show again, Jack. We're not going back. We're not reverting back to this bullshit. It's your show. I'll fucking smack the shit out of you. I'm not going to bring new jokes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you have to. I can recycle the same bits. <laughs> That's fair enough. All right, guys, the Black Phone. Black Phone is what we're talking about today. So the Black Phone was directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, the gentleman who directed Sinistar, um, Deliver Us from Evil, and the very first Doctor Strange movie. Uh, he was also supposed to helm Multiverse of Madness, but creative differences put him off that project, which put him onto this project instead. Disney said the movie you were going to make was too good, so <laughs> we kicked it out, which is what Disney does to people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this has a runtime of 103 minutes. It's a very modest, easy-to-watch film. Uh, a budget of 16 to $18 million. Very, very modest budget, uh, but it raked in $161 million in the box office, which was something like this. Very, very good to, to, to see. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of 83% with the critics and 88% with the audience. Um this was starring Ethan Hawke as the uh, as the main villain, the Grabber. Mason Thames as Finney and Madeline McGraw as Gwen. Uh, this film was also based on a short story called The Black Phone by author Joe Hill uh, in a in a in a collective novel uh, titled Twentieth Century Ghosts. Um, so this is this movie is very 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 close to its source material, being that it's a short story, and I, I think from what a lot of people have said and what we think as well. Very good movie. Jack, What's what, what were your initial thoughts on The Black Phone? Yeah, people are liking this movie. Hey, the internet was like sort of resoundingly into it. Mm. Um, yeah, after this, I'm like, if I ever have to mention my favourite directors, I think Scott Derrickson's going to be in that conversation because he's yeah. just fantastic. And I thought this movie was fantastic. Um, I fucking loved it. Uh, it's not without its problems. There's a couple of issues that we'll get mm. into, but mm. I really like the vibe. I like the story. Like it's a bit silly, but Ethan Hawke, man, holy shit, just yeah, immediately he's... cements himself as one of the all-time great villains. He's, and, he's yeah, he's something else. Yeah, I like I like little standalone horror movie. It's really really good. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was a very good very good film. As said, you know we th- this was a movie that we we spoke about about back when you were on the show yeah all that long time ago when we were talking about you know upcoming movies and that and and, and all the news and shit and i only just watched it very very recently but and, and it and it kept i i said i was really really fucking excited to see this movie and it did not let me down um as said ethan hawke he he did the right thing by stepping into this villainous role um because he was hesitant to take this role at at, at first because he didn't want to be remembered this far into his career as doing that scary performance. Yeah. 
and then said, you know what? I'm in my fifties. Maybe villains is where I need to go. And we, we saw that as well when he, when he portrayed um, Dr. Harrow in, in the Moon Knight series, there's another yeah. villainous role there as well. And he killed that role as well. And for what he does in this movie, granted this, it's, it's a lot more build up to a ending than it is him performing all the way through it. Yeah. But he's, the not, little, he's not in it heaps. Yeah. Like the little moments in the lead up to the ending of the film, it's still very impactful to what his character is and, and, and what it's all about. Yeah. He is what you'll remember from this movie. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You've got some, you've got some good um, up and coming young actors uh, in Mason Thames and Madeline McGrath, but um, uh, obviously Ethan Hawke is the one you come in to see here and, and you see it from, you know, when you get given a, a villainous character, it's always the, the aesthetic look of that character is what you're going to remember a lot by as well. And I think giving him those, those set of different masks is just an, an, another thing to remember his performance by. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, because it's just, it's a multitude of different um, like configurations of his mask. Yeah. He's got like top and bottom. He's got a frowny face. He's got a smiley yeah. face. It's like- <laughs> just like a magnetic thing. You just take one bit off and then put another bit on. And, and it's it's funny to think about like what mood he's in and like looking at a rack of masks and yeah. being like, oh, which one am I going to put on to scare the fuck out of this? Yeah, kid? there's a guy. Do, do, I, do I want to belt the kid with the happy mask? Or do I want uh, to put him with the frowny mask? Had a bit of a shit sleep. I woke up a bit cranky. I'm going to put the frowny mask on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but basically the black phone story as as, as a summary. Um, kids are all being abducted um, in the small town. Uh, in which the main kid, Finney, is among one of those kidnapped uh, and he is helped by the ghosts or the spirits of the kids before him that have been killed by the grabber uh, in trying to help him escape. And well, really, that's it. It's just trying to escape out of, out of this abducted state. And yeah, um, it's, it's a very, like, it's hard to call it a horror movie. Um, it's... It's more along the lines of a thriller, I'd probably put it as. Yeah, it's more um, creepy than scary. Yeah, yeah, because there's no like, there's there's no like jump scares. There's no nah. like anything where you're gonna sit there and go, I can't go to bed after this one. Yeah, no, it's it's just very tense. There's a yeah, lot of there's it, a lot of atmosphere. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen? Because yeah. it's like there's a lot of very similar beats throughout this movie. It's like, mm. okay, he has a conversation with the spirit and learns something new, and then that sets up. The next couple of scenes, yeah, which yeah. is Finney implementing that tactic, like trying whatever the spirit tells him, yeah, and probably getting caught by Ethan Hawke, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like that happens three or four times until ultimately the end. There's a mm. side plot as well that's like mildly supernatural with the sister. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and it doesn't delve too deeply into that, but it does help him. Spoiler, it does help with the end. Yeah. But it's never really dived into that much. It's like, oh, yeah, she can have premonition dreams. And the, yeah. her mum sort of did too, but they were just like, ah, oh, she's schizophrenic because she's... And, and, that's, and that's where you can see that this movie was taken from a short story opposed to like a full 400-page novel. Yeah. Um, but it also then also shows that they did only stick to that material and didn't make their own shit up. Yeah. Because obviously we didn't get a backstory for Ethan Hawke's character. Nope. So we don't know why he's like this, what drove him to be like this, no. what happened to him as a child. No origin to this whatsoever. Um, and then the same with, as you're saying, with his sister, 
being able to have these premonition dreams. Um, the only thing close we get to an origin for that is that their mother also had these dreams and these yeah. premonitions. And, and she's not a, like she's not around anymore. So yeah, like, oh, she off herself. Her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, dad's... oh, you know, that this is what drove her to, to, to kill herself and that. Yeah. And that's that's sort of all you get out of that. So I, I do like that in the way that it is a film where it goes, no, you don't get origin. Not yet. And that's to its benefit, I think. It it keeps it tight and concise and yeah, because it, it leaves you thinking about why. Why yeah. is why is this happening? Why is he like this? And yeah. you're trying to piece together your own theories. Yeah, exactly. Not everything needs to be fucking spelled out for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the way the way Ethan Hawke's character sort of, you know, picks out, it seems like it's more of just a random, he just sees a kid and just goes, yeah, fuck, that one will do. Yeah, sort of the easiest to not get caught. Yeah, yeah. Doing it. Just just, just in, a, in a very easy way, just roll up in your black van and chuck him in. Give him a bit That's of gas. Done. I ain't fucking going nowhere. No. Uh, but throughout his, uh, well, throughout Finney's experiences, because he's the one that we see, um, and they're getting spoken to by the spirits of the kids before him um, and telling them, you know, what would happen if if you get caught or do this and that, whatever else. Um, the, 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 well, what you can piece together from Ethan Orr's character is he probably was abused as a child. Yes. Um, seems like a very daddy issue type thing. And I think that's what is sort of like parallel to Finney and his sister's story with their father who does beat them as well. Yeah, some really uncomfortable scenes of that happening. Yeah, yeah, made me so angry. God damn, that's what it used to be. No music, like crying kid getting whipped with a belt. It's just like, oh, Mm. that's so hard to watch. Mm. Yeah, it really was. But you sort of just piece that as to maybe it was just like an abusive childhood for for Ethan Hawke's character. And there's a a motive as to why he's doing this now. Um, But... Again, we're not we're not given that in this film. It's just left to your own devices. Whatever you think might be the reason, could be the reason. Yeah. Um. So it's a very it's a very flowing storyline. There's not a lot else to sort of, you know, carry around it, and it doesn't sort of dive off into its own little areas. It's it's very it's a very linear movie. Yes. Yes. Is what I'm trying to say here. Um. And that's what I mean by the beat for beat for beat thing. Like, it's just like, yeah, just gets along. You, yeah. you assume it takes place over a week or something maybe. Yeah. But yeah, again, stop, that doesn't even really week. matter. Yeah. No, no. You, you're not going, well, fuck, what day is it today? Like, exactly. Is it yeah. Wednesday today? <laughs> How many more days does he have? Does he have till the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. But and I like that there's a bit of subversion, like the, the bandana wearing bully at the beginning. Yeah. You think, oh, he's going to give the main character a hard time, but they're just like best buds and they help each other yeah. out. Like one uses brawn, one uses brains. And like that, yeah. that was a really nice little relationship. Yeah. Like just, just stuff like that. Scott Derrickson is so good with like just sprinkling that in. I don't know if that's from the story or not, but yeah. It, and you know, it, that was a it, nice noticeable touch. Yeah. And that seems to be like a lot of what this movie is. It's a lot of nice noticeable touches. It's not like, you can tell this, this movie wasn't made in a, in a, 30 story high rise Hollywood building. Yeah, there's no seven writers and 27 producers all fucking squawking at each other about yeah. how to get the most money out of it. There's no studio interference. No, it was it's just it was just the two guys taking what this author had created. And the author is very protective of this story as well. 
um, who, who's also very happy with the with the response to it. Yeah, uh, and everything else. Um, like, uh, like if if we just jump not straight to the end of the story, but just in in the in the sense that there's a potential sequel in the works of this movie as well. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Derrickson was saying that the author Joe Hill, he he is very protective of the story, but he did also pitch a wonderful idea for a sequel to him um, based off how well the film does succeed. And obviously you look at the budget, you look at the box, you look at the reception, it's warranted enough for them to create something from this. Mm -hmm. It is good to know that it is coming from the original author of the short story. That's going to write a sequel for it. Um, Because he said, you know, the, the main inspiration behind it is, the iconic imagery of the grabbers masks. So could dive into then the origin of Ethan Hawke's character yeah. and what else through it. So I, I like to see that, that when it's coming from someone who's writing a book that they're then going to write a follow-up to it. And then that will be the sequel. Yeah. Cause they're the closest to the story. It came yeah. out of his head. So you yeah. would assume and it, it just shows it's good to have that relationship between original source material and then the fully out there to the world adaptation film yeah. style. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good because you don't, you don't get that a lot. You always say, oh, you know, it's based off this. Yeah. But then, you know, a few months into the run, the interviews come out. They're like, yeah, they took about three pages work <laughs> out, of the, out of the book. Yeah. They're like, and that's what they used. And it's good for both sides too. Like you sell more copies of the book, you sell mm. more you know, streaming numbers or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if you're only taking 3% out of the book, you're like, well, the book's probably shit. And, or you go, oh, well, the movie sucks because they're just, they're just using a name. So, yeah. And there's yeah. that synergy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, uh, I think a, a, a very, very good movie has been created from this and, and everything else that happens between it, you know, um, like the fact of, learning throughout the movie that uh, Ethan Hawke's character has a brother yeah, who lives with him. And he always talks about you wake him up upstairs when he's talking to Finney down there and that, and you just like, who the fuck's he talking to? And then he's, you find he's got a brother and then it pieces together that his brother is the guy that we see the cops talking to early on in the movie. Who's trying to piece together these child abductions. Yeah. He's kind of obsessed with the grabber and trying to catch him. <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 he's, a, he's, a drug, he's a drug user who's obsessed with finding out where the grabber lives and how he can help stop this, this shit from happening. Yeah. And it's all running parallel to Ethan Hawke's sort of saying, you know, this could be the last one. You know, you might be my last one. He's getting closer. He's it's getting figured out. Yeah. And then you get it all pieced together that he's doing this all under the same house as living with his <laughs> brother. And his brother is just so out of it on coke and is oblivious to figuring everything out. It's literally like he snorts it. It's under his fucking nose. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know if that's like, if that's just some cleverness of like making him a cocaine user by always putting his nose under something. And then the answer he's looking for is under literally. his nose. Literally. Yeah. I don't know if that's a little nod to, to anything or if it's just some, some smart storytelling. <laughs> but I picked it up and I went, wow, drugs, man. Symbolism. Yeah, 100%. Um, but ultimately, the, uh, the 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 end game to this movie is the the coup de grace, the big the big ending to this film. You know, everything sort of comes together. Everything is so close. 
um, you know, Finney does escape at one instance. And then when he's chased down and fucking tackled by the grabber and he's just like holding him there in a bush with a knife to his throat. It's just so eerie the way he's just like holding him there being like, you fucking scream, I will gut you right now. Yeah. And you yeah. see like the, the porch lights come on everywhere else and then and then they turn off and they're all fine. Yeah, and it's then, just, there's not a lot of moments like that. There's not a lot of action or violence mm. or gore. So when something like that does pop off and the music swells and stuff, like you're so into it that it yeah. does affect you the way it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, which then, yeah, all leads to the to, to the big finale. So Finney's been helped out by all the supernatural kids <clears> and <throat> giving all the different tips and what they did before they got caught and killed um, to sort of make this one big elaborate plan to to rid to rid rid himself of the grabber. Um, it's a very, well, sorry. Cause yeah, that's right. His brother walks down to the basement because he figures he thinks he's worked out who it is. Yeah. Comes on down to the basement and sees Finney in there. And then you, you sort of knew it was coming, but it was just the way that I didn't expect it to be an ax straight to the fucking dome. Yeah. And then bang, I was just like, wow. And that's when you like truly see how dangerous Ethan Hawke is. Yeah, when you go, well, right, he really is a killer. Yeah, he is. Like, he, like, he is like his own brother just fucking acts to the cranium. Yeah, he's not just some weird guy that kids up kids and then whips them to death no, with a belt. He, he's actually got that in him. Yeah, yeah, he'll give it a little bit of a Because like the whole movie, it's like a, it's a it's a game to him. Yeah. If the kid plays the game and behaves, quote unquote, which is really creepy and sinister as well. Like mm, yeah, yeah. Then the longer he will survive and maybe even Maybe let him go. Let him go, yeah. But, you know, if the kids try and escape or try and attack him or whatever, they just get off straight away. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, very uh, very quick and easy fight uh, in, in, in terms of defeating the grabber. Um, yeah, or it turns into home alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the foreshadowing. It builds all these contraptions, yeah. Yeah, build, builds a little hole, trips him in there breaks the ankle and then just fucking strangles him and breaks the neck super visceral ankle break um really cool though the way that the premonition worked for his sister yeah he was getting shown the the house yeah and it was a bit of a throw off there when they went there and there was nothing in there even i was like fuck yeah i love that and then you get the, the camera flips over to the other side of the road and there's finney walking out of the home and you go oh <laughs> Yeah, two houses. This is just where all the kids got fucked. Yeah, so Finney, Finney is the hero, and he escaped by himself. Like nobody yeah. helped him at all. But the sister yeah. was so close to helping him. Like, she was <laughs> literally across the road. She was her, her Google Street Map just wouldn't yeah. turn around the other way. Ah, mate, so close. But her, but her dream sequences are really cool too. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool the way that they they sort of made them out, and you know you weren't sure if you were in that dream state, and then it happens, and then you go, oh, yeah, cool. this is this is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, it's 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 not over the top, and it realistically it's not it's not adding a lot to the story. Like it's just more for herself, yeah. and to tell her dad that she's not fucking bullshitting. <laughs> um, and and yeah, but no, I mean, it, it, in one sense, the dreams that she was having was more to show her where the dead kids already are. Yeah, and- she was she was, uh, what's the word? Not redeeming them, but like you know, giving giving the families closure and stuff yeah, yeah, by yeah. finding the bodies. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it, it, is, it is funny though. Every time she like, she wants to get given a dream and she's like praying to Jesus. And then it's just like full, like cussing him out for not. I'm pretty sure she says, shit. fuck you, Jesus. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> such a good dialogue. And then he gives her a dream anyway. So the kids, if, if you believe in that shit and you want something from Jesus, just give me JC. Fuck you. And he'll give you whatever you want. I mean, if, you, you have to, hold neg, me to it. neg him. hundred <laughs> um, percent. But yeah, it's a great closure of the film. And the dad, the the abusive dad, there's he doesn't get redemption because the kids just cold shoulder him. Yeah, the yeah, they, I they love fully that. Do. They fully they, do. They didn't go. Oh, thank you, dad. I appreciate it now. The dad's yeah. like, hey, because I nearly lost you, I see that I'm abusive, and the kids are like, no, you're still yeah. just abusive. Like, yeah, they're like, got- yeah, that's cool, that's cool yeah. and all, but you go back over there. Yeah, and they're like, we got each other, man. Like, that's we we've had each other through the abuse, and we're just gonna stick like that. You know, like I really like that because yeah you can't absolve what they showed earlier in the film. Like it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't 100%. just make him a good guy in the end. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an easy ending to a film. Um, it's a redeeming one. It's not, you know, it's not given any sort of sequel bait for it. Uh, so it, it was a very, you know, start to finish film. Um, yeah. Yes. You can still make something out of this with the origin stories and that and whatever else, the original author wants to create from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you have an easy to digest film. You have a really well-performanced um, role from everyone, from Ethan to the two kids, to, to, to everyone that has a smaller part in the film. Um, you just have a really easy to watch uh, thriller type film, not as much horror. Anyone can really watch it. And uh, you just have a, you'll have a really good, a really good time out of this. Yeah. Something that came from a short story. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I I really love this film. I'm so happy it, it held up to my my expectations many yeah. many years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I've thought so <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Black Phone, great film. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, all right. Well, fuck. We just talked about a movie. We did. What else? What else have you been watching? Because you uh, watched a movie that I really loved and I haven't asked you what you thought of it yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have some discussion. So yeah, I watched I watched the... I watched X. Did I watch it last night or watched it the night before? Yeah, a couple of nights ago. October has been huge for horror movies. <sighs> huge, yeah. So I watched and X. I, I think I watched them all, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 just so much more into now. Like I just want to watch movies again. Yeah, me too. And it's <laughs> so good now, especially now that we have this special PO box again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched X. Uh, my sisters were haggling me to, to watch this film since they saw it at the cinemas. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 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 I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And I just didn't want to watch movies. But I finally did. And yeah, fuck, wow, what a film. It's awesome, hey. It's what so grimy it's just so and weird. gross and creepy. And I fucking, I heard it was really good. And they yeah. were right. Everyone was right. It's a really fucking yeah. good movie. Like I'd, I'd seen all the trailers in that forum, but I still wasn't like paying attention to what the film was about. I just knew that there was a couple people going back. Yeah. And then there was just some murders. Yeah. But the way in which everything happens, I was just like, what the fuck? It's really cool. I said to my sisters, I'm just like, look, I'll throw the bitch in the old bone. If, if I just knew she was horny as fuck and just wanted to just get a quick. That's all they had to do to survive. I would have thrown to the bone, but yeah, it's, it's, it just like, the, the the last half of that film is just what really just it takes and shoots <laughs> yeah. it up and it you go such oh, a wow and there's so much that happens and you just go what the 
fuck am I watching right now? Yeah. It's really cool. It's really fun. Um, I'm planning to watch Pearl hopefully tomorrow. Sometime. Yeah, I haven't watched Pearl yet, but I'm going to also do um, Which was really cool when I looked up and heard that they filmed that back-to-back. And, yeah. Um, Mia Goth played both the Maxine yeah. and the and the old bitch in this one. I was just like, <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, and then also watch Terrify 2, which, fuck me. What a film. <laughs> what a film. And it is like, that's a film that I, I would love to just show everyone about this film because the first Terrify when it came out many, many years ago, and it was just a, it was just a, a straight slasher gore film on Netflix yeah. with just this creepy clown, didn't have a convincing plot story or anything to it like that. But I'm a guy that loves gory horror films, so I loved it. Yeah. And then to get the announcement of the second one, and then it came out. I'm like, I need to watch that straight away. And fuck. And it it, it has it, it has cleaned up everywhere online. Like everyone is talking about Terrify too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is, it's again, it's it's a straight gory horror film. It's nothing but gore, but it has a plot now. It has yeah, a they, story. They stretched it out to two it and a half has, hours. It has a franchise story now. Yeah. And it is now like Looking at it now, it has 87% and 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. For a horror movie. Like a, a, dink, a dinky little clown horror movie. Yes. This is also a film that had a budget of $250,000. That's crazy. Quarter of a million dollars. And if you look at this film, it is it is camera work, perfect. Yeah. Effects, perfect. Because it's all, it's all practical effects. The gore and blood is all practical. Yeah. You, 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 you see that it's straight up a dummy. But it just looks fucking amazing. <laughs> it, it's off, off, off a quarter of a million dollars. It's made $8.9 million. Yeah, this, was a- for an, this is for an independent film that only hit select theaters. And yeah. it's only now, only now getting pushed out more worldwide. And that's the thing. Like pe- releases. People want movies like this, like, like X, The Black Phone, Terrifier 2, like, People don't want another Halloween sequel anymore. No, no. Like, a, like, there was a time for that when they were all getting rebooted and people were really excited by that. But now there's people just know that there is better stuff out there. Yeah. The, the first Halloween came out at a time when the choice was like The Nun or that, that um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan movie we watched, uh, The Unholy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that was your choice. Yeah. Whereas now you've got stuff like Barbarian and and X and stuff like that. Like I didn't love Barbarian, but at least it's original and unique. It's and- <laughs> something new. It's something new. You haven't seen it. Like yeah. And people. Yeah. And now that you've got forty streaming services and cinemas are you know forty bucks for a day out at the movies, mm. people are going to choose more wisely. People are going to read plots. Yeah. Before going to the movies, people are going to watch reviews and see that Halloween Ends was another turkey. And they're going to go, well, I'm not going to go see that. I'm going to go see Terrifier 2 because I've heard it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, exactly right. And, and that's great. That's so good for movies. That's why 100%. movies are exciting. I guess. It's, uh, that, that's it. That's it. You want that originality. Just like, because you can just make another film. It's just the fact that if, if a big studio is not going to pick it up, just go, well, fuck it then. I'll make Someone it myself. Yeah, I'll make exactly. it myself. Don't People. worry about it. It'll become a cult classic. Yeah. Like Terrifier now has become. Art the Clown is now a recognizable villainous horror character that you're going to see 
a lot of fucking Halloween dress-ups as now. Yeah. And when we really are in, like, just remember the thing in 1982 was one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Yeah. Like, nobody saw it in cinemas. And now look at it. It's, it's, it's the thing. It's, the <laughs> you thing. Know? it's one of those, it's one of those where it's you go, one of yeah. those movies. And I think, I genuinely think we're entering into another era like that. And it's just really exciting. And thank yeah. God, because fucking, we don't need more Halloween sequels. I know, and we but... don't need more. And that's it. We need to get rid of these just constant reboots. Like I watched the new Hellraiser as well. So did I, yeah. And what a while weird the, movie. It's <laughs> very, very, very weird. And it's just like, okay, we've had 20 Hellraiser films. Yeah. For the last 40 years. Yeah. Stop. You're banking on people Stop. recognizing Pinhead, but you haven't made a good movie around that. Exactly right. I was, just... I was so disappointed with it. Yeah, I was I, I I could not pay attention to much more, and I'm just like, okay, cool. The effects are cool, whatever. Uh, and I it, like how the yeah. Cenobites look, but the story, I'm just like, eh. it's just not good. Like straight up, it's just not good enough. No, you know we really. don't. You can't accept shit like that anymore. Did you watch the new Scream that came out this year? Yes, because I did that solid review on it. Oh, you did too. Yeah, that was one of your yeah. first episodes back. Hey, yeah. Did you? I don't remember if you liked it or not. I actually did. I actually didn't mind it. I didn't love it. Yeah, but I didn't hate it. I think I'm in the same camp. It's pretty much exactly the same as the first one. Yeah, exactly. And and it and it keeps making jokes about that, and I'm like, you can joke about being predictable, but then you have to not be predictable. Yeah. Whereas Scream is like, hey, this is what's going to happen at the end, and then. That's what happens at the end, and I'm like, okay, that's not funny. It's just like a bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. But, it, it it wasn't it wasn't amazing by any stretch, but I I, nah. I do remember saying that I I didn't mind that movie um as much as anything else I'd probably seen yeah. in that year anyway. I uh, liked it more than Hellraiser for sure. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. It was still it was still cool. It was just like it, it was just completely recycled from the first screen. Yeah, and that was transparent by bringing back the same characters from the first film anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact is, we're still going to be getting another scream after this. Yeah, without Neve Campbell though. So like, yeah, what's even happening with that franchise? <laughs> no, who fucking knows. It's just another one of things yeah, that are out there. Of just like, yep, here you go. Here's another one. So what? What's coming up? Is there anything more coming out this year? All right. What have you got Let's, on the sketch, mate? The big. It's actually going to be next week is going to be the big one for us um, because we'll be having black. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, that crept up, didn't it? That crept up like crazy. Um, after that, well, I mean, Black Adam's already out, and I haven't seen that yet, but everyone knows because it got spoiled very, very quickly about the ending of that film. By its main star. <laughs> By its main star. Good on you, The Rock. Um, the next Knives Out, 23rd of November. Glass, Glass Onion, Onion, yeah. Which is a Netflix exclusive. As well, uh, but it is it is out in cinema as well, so that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see that at the cinema. I think, even uh, though it's a Netflix film, I think I would go and support it just because that first knows out is one have of the best you, movies. Have you heard anything yourself on Violent Night? I have not. So this is um, this is a Christmas. Uh, I wouldn't call it a horror, but it's an action. Um, oh yeah, it's it's David Harbour diehard. David Harbour <laughs> as Santa Claus, um, <laughs> and it's it's produced by David Leitch who did John Wick and Nobody. So, yeah. and the trailer is bonkers. 
just because it's David Harbour as Santa Claus fucking up a bunch of mobsters. Yeah, right. I'm very excited. <laughs> so that's um that's the first of December. Uh, and then after that, we've we've got uh, when is it? Avatar, fifteenth oh, of December. God, we got the um, Guardians Hall- uh, Halloween holiday special as well. Yeah, at the end of this month, where they yeah. kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. That'll be uh, that'll be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, Avatar: <laughs> Way of the Water is going to be. Obviously, we, we're going to have to see it. Just because, culturally, like, like so significant. We were in that time of Avatar being the biggest film of that time of our life. Yeah. And then waiting 16 years for a sequel. Yeah, because James Cameron was like, there's going to be six of them and we're filming them all back to back to back. And then he didn't start shooting this one until four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And this film also has a runtime of three hours and 10 minutes. And yeah. James Cameron says, don't be a pussy. If you can binge watch TV shows, you can binge, you can watch this at a cinema. Yeah, but the thing is, usually TV shows are good. <laughs> yeah, you can also pause it if you yeah. need to go take a shit. It's amazing. And we got our PO box now anyway, so it's not going to film it with their mobile phone and I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's stuff coming up, but Black Panther is probably going to be the, the biggest one for us to talk about very soon anyway. Um, obviously, there's a lot of hype going into it. There's a lot of new things to come with it um obviously without chadwick and where this sort of takes the mcu after this mm-hmm. um it's gonna be interesting it's, it, it looks like it's gonna look spectacular uh, oh, yeah it's gonna be how does the story run yeah the mcu also very long it's gonna be eternals lengthish yep yep which is which what we love isn't it jack yeah it's my favorite mm-hmm. um all right well fuck I think that's an episode. That sounds like an episode. I think, I think that's us done for an episode back. Um, guys, thanks for thanks for joining us back here on the show. Hopefully you enjoyed our return. Um, if you want to find us anywhere, the same links are all down there in the, in the, in the description. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, follow us on Spotify, subscribe here on YouTube, share it around, do what you want to do. Uh, our Redbubble store is also updated with a new logo. Um, for some new prints on some shirts and some other cool little goodies. Uh, hopefully mine will be arriving next week and I can show that off. Uh, so if you want one, sling over there and pick one up. Always appreciate you. Yep. Um, and yeah, if you want to just fucking ask us anything or if you have any questions about why Jack is back and and why why you want to keep watching the show, just fucking ask them below. We'll try to answer them, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah. Guys, thanks for joining us here on the You Like That podcast. Until we see you next week, my name is Adam. Oh, we didn't do that at the start. No, are, we, are we still going to win? Holy shit. You want to bring that back? Let's bring that back. So my name is Adam. I've been one half of the You Like That podcast. My name is Jack, and I am officially once again reinstated as the other half of the You Like That podcast. Yes. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>